0: Don't want to go and believe nothing you get from him, Professor.
1: He probably
2: bought 200 of them in a job lock. Do you mind? This is the real McCoy, this is. It comes from an unimpeachable source.
1: What's that then?
2: That means it is beyond reproach or question.
1: I know what unimpeachable means, birdbath. But what makes you so certain this match pedigree is 24 carat?
2: Because I acquired it from a man of character and distinction. How? I won it in a chess match.
1: You won it playing cards. Doctor, it's a waste of time. You won it in a card game. An honest
2: transaction. The man was desperate not to lose this map, so I know it's something very, very tasty. It shows the lower levels of Ice World.
1: No one goes down there anymore. Too dangerous. The
2: ice garden. The singing trees. But like the girl says, Doctor, it's too dangerous. Where's your sense of adventure, Glitz? What? Do you, do you want to go here? The, the Lake of Oblivion? Where? Death of Eternal Darkness? Oh, wow. Dragonfire? <laughs> I should stop at home if I were you, Doctor.
1: Oh, this sounds brill. My sentiments precisely.
2: What's your name, incidentally?
1: Everyone calls me Ace. Oh,
2: how do you do? I'm the Doctor, and this is my friend, Mel.
1: And we're really going to go looking for dragons?
2: Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We talk about classic and uh, new show, and today we're going to be talking about... A classic episode called Dragonfire from 1987 with Sylvester McCoy. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Written by Ian Briggs. Dragonfire is a three-part episode uh, that I believe ended a season. Yes, it did. And we saw the leaving of a companion and the beginnings of a new companion.
1: Yep. So the doctor and Mel land on the sort of frozen planet, where there's supposed to be a dragon, and um, the bad guy Kane is trying to find this dragon so he can escape the planet and exact his revenge on whoever banished him there.
0: Okay. All I can say was, thank God this is the last episode that Mel was
1: in. Oh my God! Me too. She, yeah,
2: was... she She didn't get any better in this one at all. Her scream know, at the so end of
1: her character got
0: considerably worse from each story. She just yeah, got worse.
2: Well, I, I don't know about that. I, she was really bad in the first episode, so I mean, it, it just—I I think she was a little bit. I—I I mean story. I
0: don't mean episode of this story. I mean
2: well, from. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think I liked their, I liked her a little bit better with Sylvester McCoy. Um, not as much with Colin Baker, but that's just a preference. Um, but obviously, the screaming... I but mean, She wasn't be,
0: intended to be with Sylvester McCoy. She was supposed to be a Colin Baker
2: companion. Yeah. And this was supposed to be... Uh, a Colin Baker story, I think. Well, well may, maybe, but it was also supposed to be that... that Ray, um, the girl from uh, uh, Delta the Bannerman, um, the gearhead biker chick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was supposed to sort of, uh, that was planned, uh, or not necessarily planned, but was in the works at one point and might have probably taken over and we might have not got Ace. So, um,
0: well, that was the problem with season 24. It was originally intended for Colin Baker, but okay, well. the BBC kind of told him to get out.
2: So um, this episode, like many classic Doctor Who episodes that I've seemed to have noticed more often <laughs> recently, seems to get better as the episodes go on. Maybe the the Dialogue at the beginning is so stilted and full of like, oh, my ship, the Nosferatu. You know they have to explain everything to the audience, and I don't know if the if the character if the people running these shows back then knew how to shrink stories down to shorter episodes. Obviously they do now, but back then they were used to four parters and six parters, and they could do a better job of, like, explaining the story, but in this one, they the first episode especially was all about everyone's explaining everything.
0: Could that and, have been a reason that maybe this was the first season that they did 14 episodes that they, this was originally intended to be a four-parter?
2: At I don't remember. I, I, I did a little bit of research afterwards. I don't remember seeing anywhere that this was supposed to be a four-parter there was, unless my research wasn't that good, I I didn't find any much information about the making of this. I know some of the other episodes for Spencer McCoy were originally supposed to be longer, Hmm. um, but this one, I don't know, it just, the first episode was just like a lot of the dialogue, um, it just, to set everything up, it just seemed kind of awkward. Um,
1: very. And the the dialogue was very stilted and yep. um, not, I mean, you know, Ace was even annoying, and I, I kind of like have liked her in other episodes of hers I've seen. Yeah. Um, Mel's always annoying, and, you know, the, the whole premise of it was just kind of ridiculous. Like, why is everybody buying frozen food? Like, what?
2: Uh, yeah, it, um, the other thing was you know the, the liquid nitrogen they had to explain what that is it liquid nitrogen? they explained what that was, and oh, if you put your hand in there, it'll, it won't be, come back, it'll freeze, and then five seconds later the guy drops his gun in there, and mm-hmm. they have to explain that to the audience, otherwise. The dumb audience wouldn't necessarily know what that is. I think if they hadn't explained it, I think everyone would have been would have understood. But Yep. Uh, it was very chi- a very childish sort of setup.
1: Yeah, and the um, the scenery was something else. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the BBC for you.
0: They're great with doing old houses as stuff when it comes to science fiction sets uh, they fail
2: um, pretty bad I, 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 I'm trying to remember what my original thoughts for this episode were because I do remember liking this a lot more and I I'm not sure why one of the reasons was I thought Ace was pretty good and Mel was leaving so those are two good reasons to like this episode <laughs> Um, I'm a big well, fan look of... At,
0: look at the other three that came before it, though. They were pretty bad, and you get this one, and it's kind of more of a traditional monster story, and, and it, 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 you kind of like, oh, by default, this one is the best one of season 24, because the other three are just kind of...
2: Uh, well, and maybe that's the case. I mean, I, I enjoyed this latest season's Cybermen episode, a lot, and come to find out, not many people did, And but maybe that's partially because the other episodes around it weren't so good. Um, and maybe that's the case with this, and watching it out of context now, years later, I hadn't seen this one in a while, and um, it certainly didn't live up to what I remember it as much, but I still... Feel that they made an effort to make the ice planet. I think most of that was okay. I don't know what they could have done to make it better. Um, maybe not, better. Not
1: used eight million miles of clay film to make the yeah. make it look like
0: ice. Yeah. They could have also got rid of the worst cliffhanger ever.
2: True. Well, literal, literal cliffhanger. Literal um, cliffhanger.
0: Which the book. If you yeah, read the, the target novelization, he was supposed to come to a dead end, so the only chance he had was to climb down. But when they did the set, you could clearly see, let keep walking onwards, and it's like, well, it's not a dead end. Because I actually read the book before I actually saw it, and then I saw it, and I was like, what the? And I was
2: <laughs> Well, like, if you come to a dead end, you turn around and go back. You, you you don't climb down something that you can't, you know. I, I think at the well, time, unless
0: the map was telling him that he had to go down well, there, I, they just didn't. It didn't pull it off correctly. They just didn't.
2: And and, and Julia, you, uh, this is this is a very sore spot for Doctor Who fans. This one scene, believe it or not, it, it's been debated for years why he climbed off the thing. I always thought he was just almost. He was trying to see if he could jump down to the next level. And once he got down to the end of the umbrella, he realized it was a little bit too far. But when you look at the cliffhanger, it looks a lot further than it. And so I think that maybe some of that was a mistake from the special effects point of view, that they should have made it look more like... I've always um, thought that, too, that that's what he was trying to do. But was it, it, to was, do. it was kind of... And then, and then how did he get out of it? Well, he just climbed back up, whatever, yeah, it's just kind of Ace had her, the ladder in her backpack Yeah, because
1: yeah. everybody carries a fire ladder around with them in a, on a frozen planet
2: Yeah, I don't, she she has a, a knapsack full of stuff but I don't recall if other than the uh, Nitro 9 she really doesn't have anything this doesn't continue I don't think she's like, you know she doesn't have she a uses, utility
0: She uses the ladder again okay. She uses it in Curse of Yeah
2: well once you have it set up it doesn't it's okay in further episodes, but in the first one it's a little like, oh wow, why is why do you have that? <laughs>
1: yeah. And um, she's very yeah. annoying. Like her character was super annoying.
2: Um Yeah, and uh um I, I think everyone was sort of not in the first episode or two. I thought they got better. I thought some of, uh, Smith McCoy's, the Doctor's dialogue and, and, quips at the, toward the end were, were pretty good. Um, it's, I thought that, He
0: starts to get dark, a little darker in this one too, doesn't he? Maybe. That's where they start changing the direction just slightly before the next episode.
2: The, um, when he's distracting the guard, I thought that was pretty funny. He just, you know, <laughs> trying to confuse the, doc, the guard, and the guard starts talking back. And
0: oh, it's good to have a philosophical conversation for once.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that was amusing.
2: Um, I'm a bit, I'm a fan of Glitz for the most part. Um, he's okay in this. He gets a little bit better toward the end. I guess <laughs> I, I, I read. I don't know how true this is but i guess originally in the i don't know if it was in the book or if it was in the script that the idea was that ace um and glitz had sex she loses her virginity to glitz not on screen obviously but i guess it's implied i guess at least in the book it's and then um but i don't know I don't know. It, it's just I that, never that's, heard that. I yeah, I read that, that in w- w- uh, one of those wiki pages or something. And uh, I'm like, okay. Or maybe um, the Ian Briggs writer had said that later on or whatever. Um, I. Uh, what about the dragon, Julia? Did you like uh, that design of that monster?
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, it was... It it wasn't awful, but yeah. it wasn't. It looked like it was designed by committee.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's it a
1: lot. Didn't look like anything like a dragon. <laughs>
2: yeah, there, there's a, quite a bit of alien and aliens references in this. Um, certainly, Ian Briggs has said that he used that as an influence. You had the tracker guns. You had the um, sort of the aliens. Some of the dialogue even is re- sort of. Reminds you of Aliens. So, when I saw that initially, this was a year after Aliens came out, I think. And um, the second, Alien. No. A, well, Aliens. The second. It was a year the after. Aliens. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah, called yeah. Aliens. The first one. Yeah, I aliens. know. I always
0: get. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: So, um, I, I kind of like that, and and at the time, I I thought that was kind of cool. Um, now it just kind of like. Wow, they got it close. They they got some of the, the tension really close. No, not really. But you know, sometimes when they try to imitate other things, it just falls totally flat. Sometimes they do a pretty good job. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: The, I thought the model of Ice Road and then when Ice Road takes off was kind of neat. It's another one of Mike Tucker when he this was his era with the models, and yeah. I thought the models I, it, were pretty cool.
2: I didn't have a problem with that. That looked really cool. I mean, once it lifted off, it looked like a chandelier of hands. And the, uh,
0: the wax face of
2: Kane. Yeah. Oh,
1: that, that was cool. That was cool.
2: That was well done. Obviously. Yeah. It's I of definitely of the, would,
1: um, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah.
2: Yep, I definitely, exactly. would,
0: hopefully someday, would like to see meet Mike Tucker at a convention, because, uh, just for the models alone on the show. Um,
2: yeah. And he... He was pretty good. He was a highlight for special effects during this time period. Um, even the little ship was okay, mm. um, and the explosion and everything. You know, they weren't as bad as they had been in the past. Nope. Well, Patricia Quinn was
0: in this one from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Fans should have, you know, recognized her. She played Bellas. Yep. Uh,
2: Kane's right-hand person there. Yep. Her, yeah. Um, I um, this bothered me back when I watched it and it hasn't gotten any better. The statue is not very good. Well, that guy. <laughs> well, the, the guy's like, "Oh my god, that's a perfect likeness to her and she's fantastic and that's the best statue ever." And it look you look at it and it's like, whoa! why?" It just looks like a like a BBC prop <laughs> that they put together in 10 minutes. But,
0: but did he have any reference to go off of? Like a picture of her to try to sculpt the statue? Because they've they, been there for 3,000 years.
2: If he found a picture of a human maybe? It just it didn't look complete. It, it didn't have any features. It was featureless. It just didn't look right. And um, they did show a picture of her later on I think and you know I, I don't know, they, they could have done something, they could have gotten a photo of the actress and sort of superimposed it so it looked more like a completed statue, but I guess it's made out of ice, how close can you make it, but mm. it just kind of was a, a letdown in the effect era. Mm. And then, um, let's see, Mel gets knocked out at one point, I don't know, if she fell into a star. That was a belt. highlight. Yeah, I don't know. She's all of a sudden. I look up and she's like, "Oh!" and I'm like, "What happened?" You know. She tripped
0: and hit her head on the stairs, didn't she? That's
2: yeah. That's what I thought, but I was like, "Nah, that—that's kind of stupid." But I guess kind of
0: as bad as the Caroline Ford tripping over the bush, spraining her ankle in the five doctors.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think some of the music in this is really good. I like the the glitz music from um, so. Julie hasn't seen this yet, but there's a whole season of Trial of the Time Lord and Glitz is in uh, uh, part of that That character of Glitz, so that's why they recognize him. He is someone that they've met before, and his music was used a little bit in this. Mm-hmm. The marching music though got annoying. The clunk, clunk, mm-hmm. <laughs> It kept going on and on, and I'm like, I, you know.
1: I did like the music they played when the little girl was looking for her mother, who was, jeez, what an awful mother that woman was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's sort of, you know, wandering through that empty area. It w- reminded me a lot of um, music from the Nutcracker.
2: Yeah. Which uh, may have
1: been intentional because, you know, it was frozen and sure. little girl. I don't know. I, I, I do,
2: yeah, I do like the little girl scenes. Um, you know, there's nothing, it's nothing really attached to the story that much. It's just like we're following someone through, there's like disasters going around and she's just like bouncing from one. It was, I know fans usually look for like, who is that? Is that someone that we're going to meet later? I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be anything. And I like the ending shot where she smiles as the TARDIS takes off. Mm-hmm. I guess to the mother, if she's being such a bad mother, if she wasn't, they would have been on board that ship when it blew up. So, yeah, that's.
1: True. <laughs>
2: um, the the tracking down of the monster wasn't that good. They're sitting there looking at the tracker, and the, and the thing's still in the hallway next to where they are, and they're like, "I can't oh. see it," you know. They're like, and looking when they're the track-
0: looking down the hallways, they're doing that jump, like, "Aha!" I'm just like, oh, come
2: on. Yeah, they they both jump and they both uh, aim the guns down the hallway, and he's right in front of her. So if there is something there and she fires, she blows him up. And, and there's no, you know, obviously there was no military training involved in the making of this. <laughs> they didn't spend a week, you know, we, we did some military training and knew how to use the gun like they do in the movies. This one obviously didn't have any of that. Right. <laughs> Which it. Shouldn't they wouldn't but another hallway uh-huh. aha <laughs> yeah it's just and I think that's the stuff that I remember kind of liking I liking the I liked when they were de- looking for the treasure and the thing was chasing after them or I, I kind of like that um, this was better than it earlier in the episode but I I was just like yeah a little bit down by this one.
1: I was a lot let down by this one. I mean, it was
2: really bad. Yeah. Really bad. I, I mean, I, I I thought Ace was still pretty good. I like the, uh, you know, the last one, you know, last one away is a gooey mess. You know, that that's sort of her. And um, her reactions when Mel's screaming. And just, she sort of, like, rolls her eyes a lot and stuff. And there's the seeds of her character are really in this episode and um, she gets better pretty quick but um yeah, she does like the next episode but again it's comparison to Mel it's like night and day it's like she's get rid of and then Mel's like I, I think it's time for me to leave and the doctor's like okay
0: <laughs> yeah his reaction was just like well all of us were okay see you later get going well,
1: I mean, it was obvious that he was trying not to get emotional about it. I mean, that was pretty... Because he did get a bit philosophical as she was walking out the door.
2: Yeah, he, um... One of the things he says is, I've never met you, which is kind of weird because he actually, the doctor never met Mel, um you know, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but in the Trial of Time Lord season is when we met meet Mel, and she's already traveling with the doctors, so she never had a first episode meeting with her, with him. Mm-hmm. And so that line of dialogue at the end when he she's saying goodbye to her was part of his original, Suss McCoy's original um Uh, To get the part, he read that. Oh, the audition. His audition, audition, Yeah. And I don't know, out of context, I don't think that was written... That was written first, and then he said, why don't we use this when we say goodbye to Mel? And so they included it. So it wasn't written specifically to say goodbye to Mel. It was just a set of dialogue that was... That's why it kind of stands out. It's a better line of dialogue for the whole story, because it was written... Maybe oh, by Andrew
0: Cartmel, yeah, yeah, Andrew
2: Cartmel, probably. But it was kind of neat. At that time, we were like, "Oh boy, we never saw how." And, and that's fine. We don't need to. We don't need but, to see how Mel met up with the doctor. We've seen enough of. Well, him.
0: we do. They did do one in uh, in the books. Yeah, I thought, and I don't know if Big Finish did one either. But yeah, I would have thought that
2: they did one in Big Finish. I would thought, but I I don't
0: remember if they did. Yeah. They might have, but they definitely. Made Mel better in the Big Finish. She, they got rid of her sc- screaming constantly.
2: Yeah,
0: and she's not as annoying, which was, I uh, don't like. What well, like Big Finish
2: does, they make it better, for the least. So, except well, for her, Patrick, you can't fix Tim. Well, the lowest, <laughs> the lowest part of Mel was again. These are spoilers because we haven't watched these episodes for the podcast. Is when she's, um prodding the doctor along to exercise. Oh. And, and, you know, they have the really, really bad Sith 80s music playing in the background, and she's dressed up horribly, and the doctor is on a exercise bike, and she's like, go, 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 and she's dressed as the 80s exercise girl. It's just as bad. It was bad back then, and it was, it's even worse now. But, yeah, so that character is gone. Um in this episode, and that was bad. She just says, oh, I'm going with Glitz, and, and, you know, okay. Most of the companions leaving in the shows, a lot of them don't make any sense. This companions... one is the
0: worst of them all. Just, well, like, no, it yeah. just comes out of the blue.
2: Yeah. But we've had companions fall in love with other characters that don't... It's like, really you know, or decide to stay. Maybe some of them are more, you
0: know. Well, a lot of them, the the seeds are planted in the beginning of the episode, and it just yeah. Once you get this one, it was like boom. I'm leaving. Okay, yeah. Kind of like when Leela left.
2: Was yeah, like, that Sia. that wasn't as good either. But um, <laughs> I did have a little bit of nostalgia with this one because this is one really earlier episodes that I um got on bootleg way back before the internet. Was this like um, one of your tape
0: trading things?
2: I don't remember how I got this episode. Um, I had a contact in England for a short period of time. and um, Or it was someone from a, another fan club in the area that was getting them. But it was how a lot, some of the fans in the United States were getting these episodes. So um, I would get it was started started with Sylvester McCoy. I don't think it was because at the time, the Colin Baker episodes were being shown on TV, but the Sylvester McCoys took forever, like years, like I don't, or a year, anyway. I saw
0: a- Sylvester so McCoy's first season on PBS, but it was weird. It was like a pledge drive thing, so it was on like two consecutive Saturdays, yeah, and that was it. I think it was fifty-seven. <laughs> But I never yeah. saw the, the other. I think I eventually had to do someone me a copy and you made a copy of the tape and you watched it.
2: Yeah, and these copies weren't that good. They were a copy of a copy of a copy. So, um, But I was glad to see them. Uh, I remember before I went into work or school, I remember um, what was that bad episode? Where Ghost Light and watching it really early in the morning because I just got the package in the mail and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. But <laughs> but I still, as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, this is one of those episodes that I got on bootleg and barely could see what it was going on. And, but I kind of like that energy. Uh, someone had mentioned, I, I don't know if this is even worth mentioning, but They go into this area to steal treasure from the dragon, which is a little bit like The Hobbit. Yep. A little bit, and of course Sylvester McCoy was in The Hobbit movies, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a little bit of a connection there. Um,
1: I had forgotten that he played
2: radek Yeah. Yeah,
0: he played a character that was only in two paragraphs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I think the director liked him because they kept using him Three Um, movies for a 200-page book. Yeah. The, um... So I think Dragonfire, again, I have mixed feelings of it because I do remember liking it quite a bit. And as I was watching it now, you know, in the last couple of days, I was like, okay, I could see why I would have liked it, but not enough to really tell people. (laughs)
0: No, it's, it's that season 24 is not, not good at all. Luckily, they changed direction for 25 and 26. But, you know, it just wasn't. I I think because they got, if you read Andrew Cartwell's book, he kind of got into it. They're like late. And so they just kind of had to go with it. And plus they had to get a new doctor. So they didn't really, you know, everything starts the next season of the way they really wanted it
2: yeah so. yeah I mean, there's some good stuff in this i i I don't think it's the worst thing i I mean, there's an effort put into it. You have to wow a few things. you have to take the monster and the special effects and the, and the sets as is um, I thought Kane was pretty good as a, as the actor he was you know your your typical doctor who bad guy who just makes faces and kills people and stuff (laughs) the ice zombies there's some plots that part of this plot that doesn't make much sense but that's a par for course I think
1: Mm
2: Mhm. anything else about this one
1: nope (laughs) nope
2: Okay, thanks for listening.